What? Life isn't supposed to suck? Get out of here. Life is supposed to be good? For me? I don't think so. Truth. Did you know that you have the power to create your own reality? Truth. Did you know that you can live the life that you've always desired? Holy That's right, and that's why we're here. Are you ready? Unless you're on joy overload, you've come to the right place. It's time to get out of your own way and start creating more of what you want and less of what you don't. Enough with the excuses. I'm your host, Jenny Roberts. Let's do this. Welcome back, everybody. We have an amazing, magical guest on today. Think unicorns, think colorful, think sparkles, because that is Kiki Tyler. She is a woman of power. She is a woman of great energy. She's a coach, a personal trainer. She does distance Reiki, sound healing. And last but certainly not least, she is a group fitness instructor and does a lot of work virtually. We've been friends for quite some time, and I'm absolutely honored to have her here on the show. Welcome, Kiki. Thank you so much for having me, Jani. It's an honor to be here. Well, it is a party because anytime I get to hang out with you, that is a very, very good thing. We always come away um, from our time together pumped up and, uh, you know, kind of ready to conquer it all, take it all on. So <laughs> it's always good to have that energy. And uh, your story is really empowering um, for the listeners. You know, as I mentioned, we've known each other for quite some time and we we have some history together. Uh, but, you know, what, as I learned your story, as I got to know you more personally, I thought, wow, this is an extraordinary woman who has overcome, as most of us have, a lot of shit. So, you know, we do what we must, but I, I do believe that you have uh, a very big heart, you know, and, and it's very easy for you to see the good in others. And, uh, you know, ironically, you've been able to take your journey and move it forward in a way that you see fit, not that others see fit and move in the direction and, and get your life going according to the way Kiki Tyler would like it to roll and uh, not the rest of the world. And I think, you know, we can all relate to that, right? Because we feel this pressure coming from all directions and how I'm supposed to be, what I'm supposed to do. I'm starting to get a headache just thinking about it. So I'd love for you to share a little bit of your story with our listeners. I know they're going to identify with you if you're cool with that and just kind of give them a little bit of your backstory, you know, who you are and what you do. Absolutely. That's where to begin, right? Um, (laughs) I think the biggest thing for me were body image issues, which I feel like all women have had at some point, whether you raise your hand and say you have or not. You know, struggle with my weight, how I saw myself in the mirror even after I lost the weight, but definitely been on a journey of self-love since I was about 15. So perspective, right? This comes up immediately in this conversation. So I really want the listeners to take this in. You know, no matter what was happening, whether you were losing weight, you felt you wanted to, you weren't seeing yourself differently. Like that's, a, that's a very powerful statement because I think most of us believe that, oh, if I lose the weight or if I get the house or if I have the career or when I do that, then I will feel like I'm standing in my truth. I'll feel like I am who I really need to be. And it just doesn't always work out that way, does it? 
No, no. I have, I have been over 200 pounds probably three times in my life. The last time I was about 238 pounds. I'm short. I'm 5'3". And I attach that emotion that I'm going to be happy when I'm, you know, fill in the blank for size, weight, inches. I mean, I've gone crazy. I've starved myself. I've counted calories. But I was still the same person on the inside. The only thing that had changed was the size of the shell I lived in. Ah, yeah. And I hadn't done any inner work, mm-hmm. any mentally and emotionally. Mm-hmm. I, I was too afraid to go there. You know, I, let me count calories. That's something I can track. That's something tangible. I can put numbers on paper. But if I go inside, I got to deal with my feelings. I have to deal with the pain and and get to the root of it. And I ran from that for a long time. Yeah. And um, you can run for that for not even a long time, a lifetime. <laughs> like you, re- yeah. you really can, right? Like, I think this is what we figure out when we begin doing the work is that if, if we're not careful, if we're not cautious, our life will go by and we will still be stuck in the same shit that we were stuck in at different, in different decades of our life. I always joke about the fact that now I'm like in my third trimester of my life. So time, <laughs> time is, is not more important, but I have a different feeling around time, even though I don't honestly believe too much in time you know, because mm-hmm. I think it's kind of all we have, even though we feel we ne- like we never have enough, but it, it's true because we, we can lose chunks of our life, you know, in, in anguish around something that is really an illusion. I mean, if mm-hmm. you're losing this weight and you're, the scale is saying you're 30 pounds lighter, but you're seeing yourself the same way. There's an illusion somewhere happening. So what do people do with that? Like, how did you, how did you find your way through that part? I think I hit rock bottom, you know, emotionally, I just, I was depressed. I was anxious. I I was kicking myself. Like I should know better, you know, fast, let's fast forward. So in the twenties, I got to a ridiculous weight. I was like 135 between size six and eight. I was not healthy. Like Mm -hmm. even my mom was worried about me. Like my cheeks were sunken in and. I was miserable. I was hangry all the time. (laughs) Yeah, I know that. And, you know, I was an emotional eater, went through a bad breakup, finished college. was like, okay, now what am I going to do? I I got to the weight. I surpassed the weight I wanted to get to. I'm smaller than I thought I could ever be. And I was miserable. So, Mm -hmm. you know, something had to give. I was introduced to a couple new fitness formats met some girlfriends, had an amazing instructor who was like, you need to teach. You have a story. You can empower and impact more women. You should become an instructor. I said, what the hell? (laughs) I don't have anything else going on this weekend. So practically with two strangers, flew to Miami, got certified in my first format, which was Zumba, and I was terrible. (laughs) I was, I was not a dancer. I was not a dancer. I had no fitness background. I love sports. I I ran, I played different kinds of sports, uh, different martial arts, but, um, I was always the, the hustle and heart award. I was never Mm -hmm. the one with all the skill. (laughs) It's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Team mascot. Nothing at heart. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Um, but I loved how my instructor made me feel. She Mm -hmm. noticed me. She knew my name. It didn't matter what kind of day I was having. I knew I was going to walk out of that class better. And yeah. I wanted to do that for other people. And I think that was the start of me starting to pull myself up by my own bootstraps. 
Very cool. So for the listeners, big note to self right here. If you want to feel better and you feel really stuck in your own crap, put your attention toward other people who need help and get your focus off of yourself. You're still going to have to come back to yourself and do the work, right, Keek? I mean, you can't get around that, but it's a great temporary way to just get out of your head for a minute because I know what it's like to feel like all consumed by something that's not serving me. So I'm like in this 24 seven yucky place, like just 24 seven, like I feel like a crazy person in my own head. And so when I step out similar, right, to teach or help other people in whatever way I'm doing that, all the focus goes away from me and on them. And during that time, there's so much joy, like you can't not feel it because you're just not focused on your own stuff. It's true. And within that, you start to heal. You create that space for yourself and for others. This is so important to note, guys, because this is what we're ultimately all searching for, whether we're awake to it yet or not. It really is a healing process. Like what stuff do I have going on that I really do need to heal? And until I figure out one, what it is, Like, where do I spend most of my emotional time, right? And two, how can I work through that? What do I do to find relief? And we got to look at it because if I'm overeating or I'm shopping or I'm having sex or I'm drinking or smoking or I have no judgment around any of it. We all just pick different things, right? To find relief. And then ultimately, hopefully, we start to find things like meditation and some type of, I hesitate to call it exercise because I just think it should be like joyful movement because everybody has that, you know, vibrant exercise, you know, but (laughs) if it's shooting hoops, shoot hoops. If it's dancing, dance. If it's, you know, playing hockey, play hockey. If it's horseback riding, go horseback riding, like whatever activities you know, make you feel like you're finding some relief, go for it. And gradually they can start to offset that other thing that we were doing that perhaps wasn't, you know, serving us so well. Absolutely. I mean, I tell my clients, start with the movement. And then if you can connect it to some type of mindfulness practice for yourself, and then hopefully meditation. Mm Mm-hmm. And those three M's have been really magical for me. I'm on an M kick today. I don't know. <laughs> I like it. I went to one of your movie meditation workshops and that was another big game changer for me, like how to shift. And, you know, you had talked about energy flowing where your attention goes. And like what, going back to what you just said, my attention was inward instead of outward, but on the negative things. Mm-hmm. And I did have the power to shift. I just needed to own it. And I was playing a little bit of the victim. Poor me. What am I doing? And well, I got myself there so I can get myself back out. I just, I had to make that choice. Yeah. And once I made the choice in my mind, everything else started to fall into place. It wasn't quick. It wasn't a light switch. It Mm -hmm. was a slow, steady uphill battle. And I say battle Mm -hmm. because there were days where I'm like, no, I'm not going to do the self work. But I knew at the end I'd feel better for it. And sometimes that was, okay, I need to teach for my people. I didn't feel like moving, but I knew I needed to be there for them. And Mm -hmm. I showed up anyway. Mm -hmm. And at the end of class, I felt better. 
because I help them feel better. Yeah. And that is healing. Yes. And that, that is, you know, um, what healing really is all about. It also, you know, drives home that, that truth about how connected we all are and how we are really designed to be together, not separate. And while we have to each individually go off and do our own work, that collective consciousness, that connection is very powerful and very important to us as humans. Um, and so hence, you know, why I, for many reasons, but one of the reasons I feel like we do have such a mental health problem is because of isolation, you know, not just due to COVID, but due to technology, there are a lot of reasons, um, just fear, just straight up fear, right? About well, it's taboo. No, yeah. it's, it, it's frowned upon to talk about mental health or anxiety or depression. And for the longest time, I didn't even see a therapist. What's wrong with me? Or I, people would say, well, why do you need to see a therapist? And I remember once I started going, my therapist gave me a great analogy. He said, you know, when you have anxiety or depression, nobody can see the wounds or feel them but you. It's like mm. you're getting beat up on the inside, but no one can see the bruises. But if you're in a fight, people will see that black eye. They'll see that cut on your face. They know, hey, you should probably get that checked out. And they're so supportive. But unless someone is depressed or anxious or has feeling the way you are feeling, they don't understand. You know, if we, I kind of want to cry. I'm not going to. Okay. So (laughs) so if, if, think about it that way, like if we all actually did wear if we were wearing our pain on the outside, what would everybody really look like? All the beautiful people still have their crap, right? And then just think if all the people that are making up beautiful lives, like on social media and stuff like that, you know, like that don't, they're not really real, but people who are struggling can look at those and go, God, my life sucks compared to that person or, you know, whatever. Um, If they couldn't, fake any of that. If it was, you know, if all of that pain, anguish, suffering, and all that was on the outside, that's an amazing analogy. What a great therapist you had. Really helpful, really helpful. And, you know, I agree with you. I think therapy is, um, has been a bit taboo. Uh, I don't think people realize that personally, I feel like some mostly the most courageous people are the ones that go to therapy because, you know, talking about your personal shit with other people is really uncomfortable. Like, I mean, it can be until you understand that you have found someone that you're safe with, who's got your back, who's there to help you genuinely. So that had to have some impact on your career direction, right? What the kind of help that you were getting and how then you could continue to pass that on to your people. Absolutely. And he was a big proponent of sharing the story. Tell your friends, tell your significant other, share it with your sister, share it with your family. The more you talk about it and get it out of your head, journal about it, the lighter you're going to feel. And it's not going to be as scary because we play the story over and over and it gets bigger and bigger. And we're generally pretty creative. And by the time we've, we're finished. It's this giant monster and it didn't start out that way. And nothing has really happened. It's all this fictitious. What if in our head? Yeah. But when you, you just have, start making shit up, we do. And 
And when you have depression and anxiety, you instantly go there. There's no space. Mm. Yeah. So just the pause, we talk about it so much and it is downplayed, but just taking that moment to breathe and not move. And I, I'm a wiggler like you, like mm-hmm. I do not sit yeah. still well. Yeah. I'm like, okay, I, I'm a doer. I mm-hmm. really like, I need to move, but sitting still has really impacted how I think it has helped with my creativity. It's giving mm-hmm. me that pause instead of reacting and going down that dark rabbit hole. I'm like, well, well, what if, for, what if the good thing happens? Yeah. I mean, it could, it probably yeah. will because everything I worry about maybe 20% happens 15, mm-hmm. but I wasted all that time and all that energy and robbed myself of my own joy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So now I just, you know, I, I really love, um, the ownership, you know, it, it, what I'm, what I hear in your voice is like, you have a very clear understanding of what you were doing, the role that you were playing. Like once you understood, okay, wait a second. When you said, I realized I didn't get here overnight. This is a lifetime of crap. And I don't mean, when I say crap, I don't mean all the crap is bad. I just mean, there's a lot of it, right? There's just mm-hmm. a lot of stuff going on. M- millions of thoughts, literally right? Around different subjects, but understanding, you know, we talk about people, uh, we, we talk to people about this all the time in regard to, um, like nutrition, for example, if someone's ill, if they have an autoimmune disease, it's like, okay, look, you didn't get here overnight, right? There's been a lot of different things that have happened to get you here. So if this takes you six months, a year to get to good health, that's actually a walk in the park. But people will think, you know, we all want everything to be fixed in like five seconds. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes we have to, you know, understand. I, I just think that statement that you made is so important for our listeners to hear. Like where whatever you're struggling with, it didn't just drop on you yesterday. So it's it will it will take some time and work. And give yourself the time to process. You don't need to make a decision right away. That was my other aha moment was I was like make a decision, get it off my plate, then I'm done with it. And it was yeah. like hot potato, right? I, yeah. I, I don't want to deal with it. Let's just make a decision, move it out of the way. Okay, I'm done. But it would come back, right? Yeah. The weight would come back. The the emotional eating would come back. Like my unhappiness with myself. Um, I remember taking the living in alignment course and I was all about the movement, you know? Right. It really, it, it probably took me the full month to actually start to journal. That was mm-hmm. very scary to me. When mm-hmm. I started writing down emotions, I was doing it with judgment and I was, I had columns of negative and positive emotions. And instead of like, Oh, that's interesting. It was, why are you feeling like that? You shouldn't feel like that. Your life is great. And it's like, well, just, just feel it, just feel yeah. it, let it go yeah. and yeah. move on. <laughs> and once I accepted that part and kind of started to rewrite that script and that judgment of myself, a lot more healing happened. Beautiful. It's a really powerful point to make. It's just creating that space. And you mentioned the pause and it, it's, it's kind of like become a thing, right? Our mutual friend, Samantha Long, she's also a healer and she just started constantly talking about the pause. And we're like, yes, that's what it is. It's that moment where you just go, you might want to shut up and just <laughs> breathe for a second because mm-hmm. this could go not well. Mm-hmm. But if you can just take a second. And, you know, for high energy people like us, that can be challenging, 
it, it can re- literally be a complete game changer in your experience. And it has been. And there are still setbacks. I still react instead of respond. But <laughs> for sure. You know, I still have my my moments where I see red and I'm like, oh my God. It's like, no, who saw? Take yeah. it. <laughs> We're human. You're humane. It's a blip. Go right back into it. Breathe. Okay. Now rewind. And how would you like to really respond? <laughs> yeah. I mean, this is so important. And, you know, I just, I want to mention for people, to people who are listening, like this is, you know, we, on this podcast, we try to keep things to some degree light and, and full of love and fun. And, but, but also we are very much grounded in the truth. And for many people, this is a very difficult time. You know, there's shit going on in the world that is just so incredibly hard to look at that, you know, and, and recently again, we had this situation. I mean, it, it, it just seems to always be recently, but, but here we are again. And it's just unfathomable. You know, you can't even get, begin to get your head around what is happening. And, and so you do this work and you're feeling like, okay, life is good. Life is, you know, I'm really doing this work. It's working for me. I, I feel much calmer. I'm not, like you said, reacting so quickly. I'm just pausing. I'm taking it in. And so as you know, when the bigger things, right, the really big things happen that can really set us back, like that can throw us into dark places quickly that we literally just can't seem to find a doorway out of, you know, this is to me where what you're talking about, this pause is so essential so that we can hold space for those who are in that moment struggling. We're struggling as well. But we're knowing that there are others who are struggling even more. And so it's so important that we realize that everything that we do is not just for us. Like that's so ego based, right? The bottom line is if I pause and I do my healing work, I actually assist everyone who is doing healing work. Game changer. Absolutely. Now, Samantha, in one of my trainings, you know, as we heal ourselves, we heal others as well as, as we help others heal, we heal ourselves. It is this circle that goes in both directions and it's okay to lean on people. It's okay to ask for help. Yeah. The world sucks. Sometimes you gotta have a good cry, let it go, pull up your pants and be like, okay, what tool do I need to get to where I need to be? And it's different every day. Sometimes I need to meditate. Sometimes I need to dance. Sometimes I need to punch and kick things. Yeah. (laughs) Preferably not people, but you know, we do what we must. (laughs) I I work out to burn off my crazy. That's what I said. I love that shirt. (laughs) That's amazing. That's totally amazing. And you know, for some people, it might be play an instrument or it might be, you know, take a book and go sit outside and read. I mean, we all have our way. There is no right way. It's just your way, whatever is healing for you. But again, just really reiterating, reiterating that powerful uh, message of when we heal ourselves, we are actually assisting others. That full circle does take place. We are able to do that. And people would, to some degree, a lot of people would prefer that we don't believe that. 
that it's every man for himself, you know, and some people matter more than others. But I think all human beings innately believe that that's just simply not true. They may still live their entire life that way because mm -hmm. they're too afraid not to. But we know as human beings, like we are supposed to be there for one another. And I think that's part of the reason why there is so much conflict because we're in conflict when we're not united. We absolutely are. Everyone is uncomfortable. People express it in different ways, but everybody's uncomfortable. It's true. And I think another stigma that goes along with the topic of like healing and we talked about mental health issues is, um, you see air quotes, I'm broken or I need to be fixed. That's, that's not the case. You've been through, so we've all been through our own ish, you know, it, there's no scale throughout the damn scale. <laughs> like, yes. My problems are bigger than yours. Yours aren't bigger than mine. We all have our own and they are as big or small to us as they are. And they're our own, but we don't have to bear it alone. Share it's it. It's huge. Yeah. Yeah. And it is literally the most courageous thing we can do. I can certainly attest to uh, never wanting to share any of my personal mental crap with anyone, feeling as though that would be a sign of weakness and you know, considering myself just like a super private person and we just don't talk about those things, you know, because everyone has problems and I just need to work them out myself until I couldn't. Mm -hmm. Right. I just simply couldn't. I was like, well, I just assume not be here then because this is no fun. You know, this everyday torture that we can put ourselves through, like this is no fun. So I was clear about the fact that I didn't come here to leave early. So what is the work I need to do? And however uncomfortable it's going to be, well, then so be it. Because I'm already so uncomfortable. How bad could it really be? Like, I really think where I was living was hell. So when we're talking about heaven on earth, that wasn't what I was experiencing. It was more like the opposite of it. And it's so funny, isn't it? Because when we meet people, we have no clue. No clue. No. What's going on? with them. I mean, if people were to meet you, I, I know the audience can't see you, but you're gorgeous. <laughs> it's, it's like long blonde hair and this like perfect skin and blue eyes. And it's just really annoying. I mean, gorgeous. And But you know what I'm saying? Like people just don't know because like you're saying, we don't wear our pain on the outside necessarily. Um, and, and when we do, we are in trouble. We are, it's a cry for help. I mean, when people are just, when they look like that, you know, when they have that energy of, I'm like, I'm sinking, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm going down, right? We've all been there. People do pick up on it. They're like, are you okay? Mm -hmm. You haven't necessarily said anything, but people are more energy sensitive than they realize. They yeah. just don't practice it, right? So they can feel like, ooh, that person's in a really bad place, but they don't necessarily know what to do with it. So when it gets to that point, you know, action needs to be taken, but we can become total pros at hiding our shit. You oh, know? Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. All the disguises. <laughs> yes. All the disguises, all the masks. Yeah. Who am I going to see? Which one do I need to put on now? <laughs> you know? yeah. Who do I need to be today for everyone? Yeah. But I, I will say mama always knows. <laughs> it doesn't yeah. matter. <laughs> can't, you can't put a mask or a disguise on. Mom sees right through it for yeah. sure. Yeah. It's true. And, and, and that mama could be your own internal self, right? Mm -hmm. Like, you know, 
when you're joyful and you know when you're not. And I have to say that in my experience, coming to a place where I no longer push against it, like I could be in a really joyful place and for no real reason, feel a funk come in. Like, where's that coming from? Why is that icky, funky feeling coming in when I was just in a really good place like minutes ago? Old patterns, right? Old beliefs. They don't come all the way in. I can't identify what it is, right? But it's just that energy will attempt to come in. And, but instead of freaking out and kind of panicking and running away from it, I'm able to, it's the pause, right? Mm-hmm. I'm able to just go, okay, let's just, this is interesting. Let's just kind of be this spectator without judgment, you know, just, Notice it and then don't make it into something it's not. Don't give it more life. Just let it go. Like you were saying earlier, just, just let it go. So it kind of, kind of drift on by. Yeah. It's a lot to process. I know if you're listening to this and you've never thought about this or, you know, this, this kind of constant conversation that we each have with ourselves on a daily basis, it can, it can maybe feel a bit foreign. But we're all really good at it because, you know, as, as I'm listening to you speak, I'm having a story, I'm processing, you're doing the same as I'm talking and the listeners are doing the same with both of us. And then it's, what do we do with that? So when you're working with people, how do you, how do you get them started? How do you figure out what it is that, you know, how you can help them? I ask a few questions and I, I just sit and listen and I honestly, it's just the tell me more. So I feel like I've taken on the role of the therapist, Mm -hmm. but without the therapist title, you know, um, a lot of people come to me for the fitness side, the wellness, the weight loss. And I, I get it. I resonate with that so much. Been there, lived it, still living it. Haven't figured it all out, but want to help and share everything I have learned to help Mm -hmm. them avoid as much of the pain and shorten that lifespan of getting to that joy filled place. But asking what will happen when they get X, Y, and Z goal that they share with me. So I will be happy if, well, why will that make you happy? What will change? And and really going five, seven, nine wise deep, like why do they want to feel better? Why do they want to sleep more? Why do they want more energy? And a lot of it comes back to being with their loved ones doing the things they love and enjoy, spending more times with, with their kid and grandkids, being able to get off and on the floor without pain, mm-hmm. garden, you name it, the list goes on and on. But a lot of it centers around decreased pain and higher energy. You know? Yeah. Um, I think I would sign up for decreased pain and higher energy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about the higher energy room for you. <laughs> more energy for you, lady. <laughs> that's amazing. No, but you know, I mean, I think that sounds good to everyone. And, and again, it's just a matter of understanding that we haven't gotten to where we are in a minute. So we need to be patient and kind and compassionate and loving with ourselves as we reprogram. Right. Mm-hmm. We just have to do some, some reprogramming. Well, this has just been amazing. I know that I know that everyone is resonating with you because uh, I, that's just how people are around you. I've watched you in action. 
Um, and I, I think it would be amazing. Why don't you go ahead and share with people how they can, if they want more info, um, how they can find you. Uh, how does that work? Absolutely. So um, my website, I tried to keep it easy, kikitiler.com. So that has a little bit more about me. There is a link. So if you want to book a 30-minute free call to see if we're a match, see if I can help you or just want to chat. And uh, my email is joy at kikitiler.com, keeping with the joy-filled life. And of course, I want to give you something for free. So I have a special code just for the listeners of this show for a free class. You can join me live, or if your schedule doesn't allow, you can take one of my on-demand classes. And that code is AEFITFUN. And this will all be in the show notes. Awesome. Oh, I really appreciate you, you know, having an offer for people because I think that we all have to sample, you know, we have to try, this is part of our process. We really have to interview. It's like when we're looking for someone to help us, they need to meet our needs. You know, they need to answer our questions and we might not even know what questions to ask. So having someone kind of guide us through that. And, and I can remember, you know, one of, one of my current teachers saying to me, I really think you should shop around. And I was like, no, I want you, you know what I mean? But because she said that I did, and it just reiterated that I knew I was lined up with the right teacher to begin with, but it was empowering for her to say that to me. Like that, that just made me feel extraordinarily safe. So I, I appreciate you um, putting that offer out there to everybody. I know that they will really enjoy getting to know you a bit better. And I can't thank you enough again, Kiki, for being here, for spreading your love, spreading the joy, keeping the unicorn magic alive in the world. So thank you. Thank you. Well, thank you for having me. Thank you all for listening. I want to send glitter and appreciation your way for a magical day. <laughs> awesome. That's amazing. All right, guys, we are out. We thank you again. And yes, we do. We wish you a magical unicorn kind of day. Until next time, nothing but love coming from you, from us to you. We appreciate you more than you know. Peace. Well, warriors, that's a wrap. Until next time, step into your power and remember, we're all in this together and your time is now. Time to live the life you deserve. Go to Alignment Essentials slash podcast gift to begin your journey. We're out of here. Peace.